and welcome back to the Echo Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about teen grief and teen mental illness. The last few years at Steinbrenner, we've lost a couple of our warriors. Last year, it was Caitlin Silverwood, who passed away while playing tennis, and this year, it was Dylan Geralds, who passed away because of a plane crash with his father and his father's fiance. And it's definitely been affecting a lot of people at the school. Dylan was in my astronomy class, and I remember when Miss King came in to give us the news that he was missing, and Mr. Libertor was very clearly on the verge of tears. It was very affecting. Yeah, and I remember uh, Miss Gomez was, she had to leave the classroom because she was very upset about losing Dylan because he was one of her students. And I still know that to this day, like every Friday, all of Katie's friends come to school and they wear flannels and they wear the little pin to commemorate her and her life. And it's horrible that we have to go through this at this mm-hmm. age, especially people who are close to the students. It's definitely saddening. On top of all the stress that teenagers have to deal with today, having something as emotionally draining as losing someone close to you can really like push someone over the line. Absolutely, I definitely agree. It's just, that's definitely like a stimulus for mental illness. Like, kids who are already depressed and anxious, when they lose someone, that just sends them into a downward spiral. And people always say, feel sorry for you, I'm sorry, like, I can't imagine what you're going through. And it's like, yeah, you really can't imagine what they're going through. You Mm -hmm. will never know that kind of pain that they're going through. Yeah, and especially when it's the first person that they've lost, like, that they've known well their entire life, like, it completely turns their world around. Like, I remember, like, before Katie passed away, like, I never thought about, like, my friends passing away or or what I would do if it happened. But ever since, like, it's... I constantly am in the state of anxiety that it's going to happen again and that, like, I won't be able to handle myself. So, like, it's... It can trigger a lot of things. Exactly. It's very, very difficult emotion for people to go through, especially if they've never processed this before or they don't really know how to process it and they just need support from the people around them and not people kind of making it about themselves. Yeah, and a lot of the time they can't find the right support because either they don't have it at home or they just, their friends just aren't there for them. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad, for example, told me that I couldn't be upset when Katie died because I didn't understand true loss, which didn't make sense because Katie was one of my best friends. That kind of goes back into the, you can't really imagine what they're going through. Because everyone grieves differently. Everyone processes things differently. And you can't really tell someone how to feel. We're going to turn things over to Romesa, who interviewed multiple Steinbrenner warriors on their personal experiences with teen grief. Met her last year in January when we were doing like a study thing at someone's house and um it was the first time I had ever met her but we just became really good friends from the start. So we we became friends uh, through like mutual friends and then we started hanging out a lot. We like went to the park in her neighborhood and everything. She drove me to school, her and her dad and um we were just really good friends. So, how were you affected by the deaths? I was surrounded by, like, a lot of 
friends and a lot of people that were feeling the same kind of feelings that I was feeling. So we just kind of all deal, dealt with it together. So how were you affected? How did it affect your school? How did it affect your daily life? Well, when it comes to the school, um, obviously everybody was collectively yeah. upset together and feeling for especially the people that were closer to her. That like almost broke me because I've known him since seventh grade and we played sports together. We were in marching band, you know, so we literally, you know, bled, sweat, cried, hurt our bodies together. And so when I lost her, it was really hard because it was like I lost one of my best friends. How did it affect you? My mornings definitely changed because I wasn't waking up to her texting me to come outside. Um, I mean, it was really hard for me, but I know that, like, Katie wouldn't want me to feel sad, and she would want me to, like, celebrate her life instead of grieving over it, yeah. and I know that, like, it's still okay to hurt about it, but it's also okay to yes. celebrate her and not feel bad about doing that. Now over to Bella, who will be performing her poem. Questions for Dylan. Hi Dylan, I know we don't talk much, but I was just wondering, have you ever dated anyone? Because I feel like you're super awkward and I genuinely can't picture you in a relationship with another human being. On the exterior, you're all bulky glasses and pizza face, but you're also all big smiles and bad jokes, so I guess they cancel each other out. Dude, Dylan, where do you come up with your jokes? They're literally the worst, most inappropriate things I've ever heard. And where do you get the confidence to say them with the teacher standing right there? Oh my god, Dylan, do you think he heard? Hey, Dylan, you haven't been trying to instigate me on Facebook lately. I kind of miss your jokes. Do you remember what the last one you told me was? I don't, but I know it was so bad I punched you in the arm for even thinking of it. Uh... Dylan, Daniel told me that you've gone missing, and Facebook says the last thing you posted was at 7 a.m. yesterday, which I know is impossible because you're always on Facebook. Maybe you just don't have reception? That's probably it. Dylan, I saw the news reports. You were on a three-person plane. No one knows where you are, Dylan. If this is some messed-up joke you got your dad to help pull, I'm seriously going to punch you in the face. But still, the Coast Guard is out looking for you. They found a seat from the plane you were on. Was it yours? Were there parachutes on the plane? Did you crash? Come on, man, you're an ROTC, you're a fighter, you're a survivor. I keep thinking about the last joke you told me. Do you remember what it was? Do you know that your father and your stepmom have both turned up dead? It feels easy and casual to tell people about them being dead, but whenever anyone asks him, what about Dylan? I feel my throat swell shut and my nose and eyes start burning just to say we don't know yet, because in some strange way that's so much worse than being able to say him too. I could never picture you serious. I feel like you're always either neutral or smiling. Were you scared when the plane went down? Did you stop smiling? Did you get serious? Did you cry? I can't picture you crying either. I bet you were cracking jokes on the plane too. What was your last joke, Dylan? Were you laughing at it like you usually do? I still don't remember the last joke you told me. Are you hurting? Are you scared? Are you alive? I tell myself that you aren't because I know it'll be easier to start moving on now rather than later, but all the God send Dylan home safely prayers being posted around Snapchat and Facebook won't let me move forward, and I find myself constantly looking back over my shoulder just in case you're there, and I still can't remember that joke. 
We were digging into Elegy and Wind Symphony when you went missing, and I couldn't relate because it was written for another high school band who lost one of their members. To me, it was whole notes and half notes that were dry and stale, but now I hear you in every chord, and I see you in every dynamic marking as crescendos and decrescendos become the slide of your trombone, and every accidental is the bounce in your laughter, and when I play the final note, and it's fading slowly as the higher instruments drop out section by section until it's just the tubas, until it's just me, and that note doesn't end with my tongue hitting the back of my teeth like it usually would. I just stop putting air into my mouthpiece, kind of like how you just stopped responding to text messages. And it isn't until the director drops his arms that the song is considered over, but no one saw if the arms ever dropped for you. Dylan? I know I always told you that your jokes were horrible, and whenever you asked me if I wanted to hear one, I would laugh and say no, but I always did. So would you come home and tell me just one more? I really, really want to hear it. Thank you for listening to the Echo Podcast. Tune in next week to see how teen grief and mental illness can go hand in hand.